Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Captain Smiley, with you as always. Uh, I should say, with me as always, also with you, with all of us, are Cheyenne Van. Afternoon, gentlemen. Going on, player. How are things? <clears throat> they are okay. I'm looking. I know this isn't a hockey podcast, but the Golden Knights had a 52% chance last night of making it, and then they lost. And they lost so a game they probably, really needed to win. Yeah. Right. They, they really needed those two points, so it's not looking good. So I'm doing – actually, I'm doing good because the Dodgers have come out banging. So The Dodgers. Watch the out Dodgers. for the Rockies. They started 4-1, and one, I think. Which yeah. they always the do. Dodgers. Dodgers started one and two, and then they just won on a seven-game tear. So now they're eight and two. Yeah, the Rockies always start a lot better than they finish. <laughs> if this isn't a hockey podcast, it's definitely not a baseball podcast. <laughs> Get on track, guys. Get on track. Yes. Sorry. Well, yeah. So we're here today to talk about the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, finally, we're finally getting around to it. Uh, hopefully, you've all had a chance to see it. Um, we'll give another spoiler warning here before the uh, actual meat of it, because before that, we have a question of the day, as is our way on the Focus Target podcast. So today's question of the day, you know, last time we talked about a lot of different things, but we talked a little bit about games that we were kind of looking forward to. And so we didn't really get too deep into it. So today's question is, which upcoming game, video game, are you most excited for? And I'm going to start today with Shy. Shy, is there any game on your radar? I know you've been busy with Lost Ark, uh, and maybe that's, you know, all you've been playing, but, like, is there anything on the horizon that you've kind of got your eyes on? Ooh, I, you look like a rapper. You could have done, like, a rap there. Like, anything on the horizon that you got your eyes on. Oh, like, I don't know, there's something there. I feel like you, there's something there. You Man. know, we used to, we used to rap yeah. on the podcast the back Kong in the back. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this can be kind of a cop-out answer because I don't really have a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, but I will say, as you and I were just talking about before we started the podcast, the first kind of major content update for Lost Ark is coming out this week. So I'm looking forward to that. There's some new class that I'm looking forward to trying out, and I'm excited to see what other content they release. So I'll go with that. You don't have to wait very long for your most excited upcoming game. You've got to wait, what, like two days? Something like that, Yeah. <laughs> All right, not too bad. What about you, Van? Any, any game on the horizon for you? <clears throat> yeah. On the, on the um, horizon, one might say. Yeah, yeah. It's called The Forest 2. Forest. So I did talk Ooh. about The Forest You did. One. I was going to say, you talked about the podcast a little right? bit. Yeah. Yeah, so then I was like, I wonder if they're going to make a second iteration. And sure enough, The Forest 2 was supposed to come out in May, so that was right around the corner. And yet they've tush- pushed it back now to November. And oh. that is what it is. Yeah, that, I know a six month delay is pretty pretty gnarly. Um, so yeah, looking forward to the forest too. All right, very good. Uh, I think I mentioned um, a while back uh, in a podcast not that long ago. I'm really excited for the super the new Super Mario Strikers game coming out, the soccer game. I think that comes out in like June. But the game that's really on my radar that that's been picking up steam lately is a game called Hogwarts Legacy, um, and I'm I they've released during the like state of play that PlayStation does they released like a lot of new footage uh of the build it's coming out I think it's coming out sometime later this year I don't know if we have an exact release date but um 
if for those of you who don't know, it's basically set in like in like you're a student at Hogwarts, right? But it's pre all the Harry Potter movie stuff. So it's set in like the late 1800s before all the characters and like Voldemort and all that stuff, all, even all the movie stuff from like, you know, Newt's commander, like none of that's even happened. Like you're predating all that. Uh, and you basically get to go and, you know, be a student and, you know, have some kind of independent story set in the, in the Harry Potter world. And I, when I first heard about it, I thought, you know, that that looks cool. And if it's well done, could be a lot of fun. But the new videos they released of it actually made it look really good. And I really would um, recommend you go check it out because when I was watching it, especially the combat, like the spell, to, like the wizard on wizard combat where they're slinging spells at each other. I'm like, I don't feel like even in like the movies, like it captured this. Like, this is what. I feel like combat would look like if you were a freaking wizard. Like the dude's just like blasting things and pulling people closer and knocking stuff out of their hand. Like it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Like it looks like a really fun game where you have a lot of control over how you want to develop your magic. And like, you get to go to your classes and solve mysteries and explore and do all the kind of things you would expect from a Harry Potter game. So um, the more I've seen about it, the more I've been like, wow, this actually looks like it could be a very exciting game. It looks like, it, from what I can tell, it's a single player, kind of like a single player RPG experience. So um, something to keep your eye on, Hogwarts Legacy, if you're into Harry Potter or, you know. Have we done a Harry Potter games? podcast? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. Oh, good I would I'd remember that. Series podcast now. That's Yeah, I would remember that too. Yeah, I could... I'd go for a long time on Harry Potter. So um, yeah. that would be maybe, quite the podcast. They will put that in the chamber. Have you, have, uh, have you, have you guys both read all the books or no, any of the I, books? I haven't read, I haven't read you've all of them. I've read watched some? all of them, but I've seen yeah, all the I've movies. Yes. And you've read some of them. Correct. Have you, and you've watched the, have you watched the, like the, the Newt Scamander, the, the Fantastic Beasts movies. No, well. none, of, none of the Fantastic Beasts. I haven't gotten a Fantastic Beasts. What about you, right. Shy? What's your What's your hair? Sorry to take us I, on the side here. No, yeah, I own the first three books. That's all I read because by the time the fourth book came out, I was in college and I was playing a lot of games with buddies, and I was like, I'd rather play games than read Harry oh, Potter Four. Um, that's where it really gets so good. And I've seen, yeah, I've seen the movies as of recently. I didn't actually watch them like in theaters. I didn't watch them like even recently after they came out. Like I enjoy Harry Potter, but I'm not like a super fan by any means. So. Well, of course, I it's like a super that. fan. Dude, I will say the video <laughs> adaptations from the books that I have read are really good so yeah. far, though. Yeah, like really spot on. So what I expected movie adaptations to be, not like other ones that we've seen. Sure. Ready Player One and crap like that. Let's let's but, not get into that. Or, well, let's or, talk... or sequels. I mean, even potentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, let, we, get, we don't want to talk about <laughs> adaptations. Let's just talk about movie sequel movies in general because let's yeah. transition over to the matrix resurrection so before we get to that if you have a question of the day topic for us if you'd like to hear thoughts about upcoming games we should be excited for give us some feedback we'll have our contact for information at the end of the show and of course once again the requisite spoiler warning matrix resurrections i think is available to be streamed is it do you know van did you I don't think it's it? on any free platform right now but you can stream it, of course, for small fees. You could rent them and stuff like that. Right. So, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. You'll, you'll get our opinions of the movie. But, like, in almost all cases, I think before you listen to somebody yap about it, you know, check it out for yourself. If you haven't watched the movie yet, 
way old this podcast. Go watch it. Check it. Tell you know, find out what you think first, and then come hear what we think. Think because we're going to go deep on the whole movie, spoiling everything about it, basically. So um, you have been warned. Okay, Matrix Resurrections. We did a number of podcasts about the original Matrix trilogy um, fairly recently, and um, I think if I remember correctly, um, Van, you felt having rewatched them a couple times that they grew on you with subsequent watches. Correct. Right. That is, and that so, is accurate, which is not I, unlike the first one, but the first one I liked true. initially and then yeah. ended up just loving subsequently the following two. I actually didn't like initially and then ended up actually liking them. So yeah. more the more you watch them. Right. And so just to level set, how many times have each of us seen resurrections just once? Or has anyone I seen, seen it once? You saw it once, shy once. I've saw I saw it twice. So okay, so I, it'll be interesting to see if that colors my opinion compared to yeah. yours. But um, all right, so let's let's start at, with the easiest question: Is what did you think of Matrix Resurrections? Did you like the movie? I'll start with Van this time. Van, did you like Resurrections? Oh man, I um. It that's hard to answer. <laughs> Originally, uh, I didn't like think I was did. gonna like it. I sounds started like watching watch it. it I started watching it. Yeah, it sounds like I should watch it again. Started watching it, and honestly, I was like, okay, this is pretty freaking cool. And then the last maybe fifteen percent of the movie, I was like, this just ruined the whole movie, and I don't like this anymore. This is, I probably won't go back and watch this again. Which is what I said about the second and third, and then I went back and I actually enjoyed them. So it's funny that you mentioned that because it is. It, it was something that was on my mind and mm-hmm. I don't know why it seems so exclusive to matrix movies, but, um, yeah, I I, probably I, I, because I, I, have, I do I have that wonder. That. I have some thoughts about why. Yeah. About the I end depth and intertwine. And once you, once you know what's going on, then you can actually start watching it happen throughout the movie and it's more enjoyable and all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, um, <clears throat> my least favorite of the four okay. and it was, Okay. And we'll go into all the reasons, I'm sure, later. Indeed. All right. What about you, Shy? Um I went in with very low expectations and I did not like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I went yeah, in so with you were, very low expectations and yeah. I could not get to the bar. When you, get when, there. <laughs> when you said that you watched it twice, that's why I was laughing for those who aren't watching yeah. the podcast. Because oh. I was like, obviously I warranted a second view for Smiley. Like I as of right now, I have no intention to ever watch the movie again. Um, really? wow. I don't know. It's interesting you guys talking about that because that is over time. That's kind of how I started feeling about the second one. And then when I did go back and watch it more, I enjoyed it more. And honestly, like I, I, so I watched the movie the first weekend it was available on HBO max. Right. So the first weekend it was available, right. Cause it, co- it I think it simultaneously released in theaters and HBO max. Is that correct? Oh, um, so like I actually went up and looked a synopsis up because like just today because I'm like I don't know that I remember everything from this film and we're gonna talk about it tonight I just probably just go refresh my memory and like the synopsis I read I'm like half the stuff I'm like that's what was happening that's what like obviously a lot of stuff in the movie just went over my head even like I don't know if it was just poor writing or I was just distracted or I was just really disappointed and kind of checked out like halfway through the film or something but uh, hey. I don't I will get into more but yeah not not a fan and 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 it made me more. I was open-minded that they made a fourth, hoping that it would live up to the first three. And coming out of the movie, I was even more disappointed. 
that they ever made a fourth one. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who agree with that, with that particular take. But um, uh, I'm going to go the other way on. Honestly, I liked it enough to watch it a second time. I looked forward to watching it a second time. It was important to me that I wanted to see it before. Um, Like I watched, so I watched it, I think, either the night it came out or the night after it came out. Uh, on HBO Plus or HBO Max as well. And then it was like leaving HBO Max for a while after yeah. a certain amount of time. It was time. only there for a month. Yeah. And so I caught it again. Like I, I caught it like literally I finished watching like 15 minutes before it would have gone away. Like I had very little time to finish it. Like I was right up against it. Um, I will agree with Van that um, I do think the first half of the movie is a lot stronger than the end of the ending of the movie. It did, I don't feel like they stuck the ending for a number of reasons, uh, which we can get into later. I will also agree with Van that of the four movies, it's my least favorite um, of the four. But uh, I do not agree with Shy. Like I did enjoy it quite a bit. I thought it was really good. I thought there was a lot about it that I appreciated and I thought was very clever. Um, the way they, the way they did it, like, and there's, you know, again, we'll, we can go deeper on that, but there was a lot that I appreciated about it. And mm-hmm. I think maybe, you know, you said you had a very low bar for it, uh, shy. And I, I wonder if that's true considering how, how you ended up reacting to it. I wonder if maybe the bar was higher than maybe you actually realized, because to me, I tried to really take it as not worrying about whether it would live up to the previous three. Not like, not that you can't um, like, how do I put this? Like, I I feel like I had to do this with the second and third one as well. That like the first matrix was like a phenomenon. Like it was really mind blowing. It kind of was a different type of movie in a way, a movie that a lot of us had never really even like it opened our mind to a different way of thinking about things, uh, which is maybe a little bit, um hyperbolic but you know like two and three as whether we like them or not i think we all agree don't live up to the first one they can't and i think when you put this much time between any trilogy a sequel is not i mean it's it's probably reminiscent of uh the indiana jones where they had the three movies and then like 10 years later they try to do the crystal skull or whatever and like you can't it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to, it's not going to have the same feel to it. And so I really tried to feel like this is a continuation of the story perhaps, but like not really try to compare it to whether or not it feels the same or continues anything from the previous ones or, or is in the same lineage because it's very different. And maybe that's why I had a different perspective on it. But And I mean, my pushback to that would be that if, if two of the main, if the two main characters from the first trilogy weren't in it, if it didn't have Neo and Trinity in it at all, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be, I'd be totally cool with like a whole new side story of the Matrix, them doing a whole new thing, right? But mm-hmm. no, they they're include like it's not a new thing; it's continuing the story. Like right. you have to, so like I guess what I'm saying is I went into a, I guess I wasn't disappointed. I went in with a low bar, and that and I wasn't disappointed. Like it didn't go above that bar. So like I guess it just was like it was as bad as I expected it to be, and it's not that I didn't appreciate things. Some of the stuff you've alluded to that we'll get to later, I, like I appreciated some of the commentary that that was in the film. But yeah, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about things that we like and we didn't like. Um, 
and we, we can go, we can mix these up and we can go, I mean, let's say go with what you're passionate about, you know, like let's just kind of go round Robin and talk about some points in the movie, things that were good, things that were bad, things that were baffling. Um, should we start at the end? Uh, which is something that Van pulled out, like how, well, maybe we should start at the beginning, right? So they set, they set the stage where you're once again, this is something I liked, right? You're once again put in a position where you could question, where you could ask that question, like the original Matrix, right? When you finished the Matrix, you were like, you were left still with that idea with like, what if the Matrix is real, right? What what if we really are all in a computer? Like, would we know? Like, you know, and I felt like they kind of came back to that. It's like, how could they do that? Where it's like making the refer the matrix self-referential. To say, just because you know about the matrix, just because it exists as media in your world, doesn't mean you're not actually in the matrix, right? Like, just knowing a knowing about it is actually a better um like you know what I mean? Like the fact that the matrix is a movie makes it actually hard, harder to believe that the matrix is real than if there wasn't a matrix movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and I thought like that they kind of, they kind of like use that in the film to say like, like the whole, like we've basically made this contract where everybody knows about the matrix, but they're actually in it and they don't think they're in it because they think it's like, it's media and not an actual thing. And I thought that was kind of a clever, like a clever way to put the audience back in that same position they were in, in the first movie where they, they maybe have to wonder like, is the matrix, is the matrix real? I like that. I thought that was a, that was a really good um, framing for how to, how to explain how people are still in the matrix and how like the matrix has evolved for these machines to say, now we have kind of this matrix 2.0. That's a little, that's even more efficient and even more encapsulating and it uses itself self-referentially. Like, I think that's just very clever. But so we have that at the beginning and we have this setup and like, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Like Van, you said you were kind of getting into that part of it and you were kind of getting engaged like what did you like about the early parts of the of the film yeah i think as you mentioned because it's been so long since you know part one came out and, and two and three and whatnot it was it was it was i thought a clever way to remind the audience of where you have been which i appreciated i do feel like it went on a little too long by the time like you were because literally halfway through the movie is a short version of matrix one like it's it's almost to the T it's it's like the same crap that they did with Star Wars you know developing Anakin and all that crap and it's so you know you have the red pill you have the blue pill you're bringing everybody back in oh the matrix isn't real oh take the pill oh the matrix is real and it's like literally just number one altogether so I sound like I hate it and it's I think it's because I am on the fence about it so I liked it in the beginning I was like oh cool this is refreshing and I really like the dialogue that they had um about the fourth matrix video game that they were going to make and how they kept going back and forth and like oh warner brothers wants us to do this but we don't really want to do it and you know like Very oh well it's gonna cheap, flop right? and yeah, yeah and like and it was pretty cool because i was like that's that's pretty hilarious that how they were able to have the same conversations that we all had in reality i'm sure with other people that we had thus making a point like hey you might be living in a simulation like this subtle thing because look we're scripting it out for you and all, all that so i thought that was really clever how they did all that so i really liked it i started getting engaged there 
um, again, I think it just went on a little too long and then stuff really started to fall apart at the end, which I'll, I'll get to later. All right. Do you want, I mean, do you want, and so, okay, well, let's get, let's get to that. So, unless Chai, do you have any comments about the beginning? That you yeah. Want yeah. With? Yeah. Well, I think, um, for one thing, like a quarter, what a quarter of the movies, like clips from the original matrix trilogy, which is kind of ridiculous. Like, is it really a quarter they, of the movie? It's, it's, a, it's a huge I mean, amount. Frequent flashbacks. Maybe but, it was at yeah, least, no, maybe no. somewhere between 10% and 15%, maybe. it's They were they became monotonous at some point, where it's like, yeah, I've seen these movies many times. Why, you know, maybe you need to have, like, a version, if you've never watched The Matrix, where, like, you, like, have right. them in, and a version where, if you're very familiar with Matrix, you don't need those. Like, it just felt, it felt kind of, like, cheap in my mind. It's like a way to pad the, the, the runtime length, just to throw those in. Um... I think, uh, so talking about just some of the comments Van made, I think the one thing that really stood out to me, and, like, I don't know if you guys have, like, read into just, like, some of the, like, backstory of why the film was made or, like, why the one direct, you know, one Wachowski um, member came back and directed it. But, like, they even talk about, there's a comment made even in some of those pitch meetings in the movie early on where it's, like, if we don't make it, they're going to go ahead and make it anyway. And I think they even referenced DreamWorks, I think. I think Tech, I think they were Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, they even referenced Warner Brothers. It's very open. But, like, I believe that that's what, uh, is it Lena Wachowski? I think that's what she was told, basically, was, you know, you can come back and direct it. And if you don't direct it, we're just going to go ahead and make the film anyway. And she was, like... And, and I don't think she was super happy with, like, the timeline or the opportunities yeah. or whatever, but she's like, better I to try to do something with this film than let some unknown entity do something with it. And, and who knows? Like, who knows if, like, some, you know, up-and-coming director who's done original stuff, if they'd gotten their hands on it, they could have done something really cool, as opposed to, like, sure. this kind of, like, meta-commentary of a film. But I did – that was one thing I did appreciate was the fact of, like, hey, some of you guys aren't going to be really happy with this film, and, like, basically our hand was kind of forced um you know we we didn't really have an option the corporation was going ahead anyway and that like i feel like it spoke to me because i wasn't really happy with the film but i i it was like the director kind of speaking to us a little bit and being open about it yeah um, I, I agree with that i agree with you too about like just like setting up the matrix again i think i i was torn because I, I didn't kind of like with them like playing with your emotions in mind again it's like you went through all that in the first three films you kind of figured it out and they're like but it might have been a video game you never know and it's like really like i mean it was i guess it was kind of cool but it was like i'm, I'm past that just like <laughs> just move on um and neo's struggle with the uh analyst yeah well yeah. constantly thinking whether he was having a video game memory or whether it was an actual event in his life and all yeah. that stuff so yeah. yeah i mean that's yeah i mean that's uh Sorry, I was going to say something that we talked about off there. We talked off the air a little bit about gaslighting, right? And like a, a perfect example, example of yeah. gaslighting in the film was exactly how he was basically, you know, encouraging him to think that like, no, no, you're crazy. Yep. You're just a crazy. You know, Isolating and, him no, from the truth. Don't say crazy, yep. but you know, like this isn't really like you're having an episode or whatever. But, you know, um, when really he's going through something. Um, what I really found super compelling um, about the first part of the film was just Neo's struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like his kind of going through the motions of his life is feeling trapped, which is, I think is something that they kind of told us in the first movie that that's how he felt, but they didn't really show us, you know, like that, like to me, like we get to see, like, it's almost like a, what would have happened in the first movie if Neo had taken the blue pill 
and gone yeah. back to sleep and just stay in the matrix. And now you see he takes a blue pill every day and this and like he knows something's right, not right, but he can't really figure it out and he just feels despondent. Um and like I don't know, it's something about just kind of watching him go through that and and kind of you know have his little kind of coffee shop interactions with Trinity and everything. I I really liked it. I, I really I it definitely kind of hooked me in and, and got me invested in it again. Um all right, and so so my question is, I think, uh, you know, we both agree, Van and I, that the ending was not very good. Shia, is that something that you agree with as well? Or, I mean, you feel like kind of across the board you didn't care for it? I'd be curious to know what you guys are, are specifically talking about as far well, as yeah. that. Because I and guess that, I've already, ex- already talked about it. Like, I generally didn't like the film. So I'm curious to know what turned you guys off to the film. Well, that's what was my next question was going to be. Is, and I guess I'll... Uh, pose it to van is like at what point do you feel that it switched from okay this is our i'm okay with this to okay at this point the film is where i started to lose me like what was there there were a lot of things leading up to this point that i wasn't okay with Uh but the part that lost me or where i got disengaged was right before the trinity rescue portion for a lot of reasons um so are you this, talking I about mean, where they go back in and they fight the the hobos? Yeah. So basically the part that lost me was it was right. hey, um so so Neo's already been pulled out of the pod and yep. he's in the real world. And the a- analysis who we find out is the architect. Um well the architect's successor, right? Correct. The architect's successor, and then there's the suits, which apparently is more robots, AIs who control the architect or something like that, but the architect actually implements all of the crap for the matrix and keeps people where they are and develop the world and everything like that. And, and Shai's laughing. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I don't know. Sure no, I don't know. I'm not really following along. So anyway, so um, it lost me at the exact point when the architect or the analyst um, said, Hey, we don't need to reboot the entire matrix because Neo will just get right back in the pod because otherwise we're going to kill, we're going to kill Trinity. And, um, Neo said, yeah, that's true. I will do that. And then all of a sudden that didn't happen. And they were on this crazy rescue mission about saving Trinity. And they were sending in all these different robots and everything to go, go save her. And like, none of that happened at all whatsoever that he said, yeah, I'll go back and I'll go back in the pod. And they met with Saudi, the, the mm-hmm. girl from, yeah. from before. Girl from the and movie. she even said, yeah, because Neo, I know you're going to go back in the pot, I think, or something alluded to that. And then the very next scene, without any explanation, they have this big plan to go out and rescue Trinity instead. And it's like, how the hell can you say one thing on screen and then go into this big old rescue plan, which wasn't at all what you said you were going to do. And like, I get if you're trying to trick, but it almost seemed like they tricked the viewer, but without an explanation, like, Hey, yeah. we're going to say we're going to go back in the pod um, to, to screw the architect, but we're really not like they literally said, yeah, you're right. I will go back in there to save Trinity. And then nothing else being said, all of a sudden they're in this mission to rescue Trinity. And it was just, I was like, this doesn't make any sense Did I miss something. Was there bad editing? Like what the hell happened here? And then from then on, it just, it just got worse. <laughs> well, bad <laughs> editing. We'll get there. Oh shit! You know, I never, I didn't have a problem with that, man. That's so funny because my my experience with it turned at the exact same time yours did, is or it started to, I would say. But like that didn't bother me at all. Like I feel like I understood, and maybe I was able to just make the leap, 
or maybe there was something that you missed that I caught. I'd have to go. Yeah, back exactly. Watch it. Sure. But like, I felt like the idea was that like, yeah, he, they all knew that he would do whatever it took to save Trinity and like that he was going to agree to that. But then basically that's when that girl showed up and was like, Hey, we actually have another way. Right? Yeah. Like, like my father, here's, was a, the here's an alternative to yeah. being a slave. We could just get her out safely. And, right. And so they're like, all right, well, we're going to, tell him that we're going to play ball so that we can lure him into, you know, being able to save training. So I don't know. I, I'd be interested to go back and watch and see if it's like, did I just make a leap that didn't bother me that I, and I was expected to, and it was easier for me and some people weren't, uh, or was there something there that was actually said? And, and if you watched again, you'd be like, Oh, yeah. they do explain it for me. I do, I do want to watch oh, that again for a lot of reasons on that part too, because like the two cyborgs and I keep calling them cyborgs. I don't know if that's the right term, but the robots, um, the good robots, supposedly cute one. Yeah. Like the, the big bulky site. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so know. like they were like, Oh, we don't know how we're going to rescue Trinity because that bot was never supposed to go in the first time. And now that it went in there, the robots have exiled it from being in there. And all of a sudden it's fucking back in there. Like, like 10 minutes later, like without problem, it got in no, <laughs> no matter what. And I'm like, I just, I understand that. Saudi, I gotta look up her name, so I'm not just saying it wrong the whole time. Yeah, I understand I that her Sati. dad was the architect. Sat- oh, maybe Sati. It's Sati. Sati. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so she, I understand that she knows all about the pods because he invented it and like this more efficient way and all that stuff. But like, he didn't probably control the security systems leading up to that pod, which this bot was exiled from. So, I, I, I had a lot of There's some gaps there. Van's sure. like really going deep. Like, that I needed try- to. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> That's and, fair. And and I haven't even got started on Morpheus. So oh, we'll, man. Just, we'll, we'll have to come back yeah. to him. I'm I'm ranting a bit, so I apologize to our listeners. Right. But it's just all coming back why I yeah. really dislike the ending. Van, I picture a closet in your house where there's like red thread going through the room. Like there's like cyborgs and a line, like question mark, question mark, question mark, yeah. and another <laughs> line going, you know, yeah. security <laughs> system question mark, and like just like conspiracy. Yeah. Yep. For me, it, it dropped. I, I I felt like the second half, and it, it didn't like lose me necessarily, but like I felt like it was weaker because the end, for so in so many places for so many reasons, seemed pointless. Yeah, right. And 100. so like it, I could not agree more. It starts when they go back into the Matrix on their little mission, and then the Merovingian shows up with a bunch of murder hobos, and it's like that's just fan service. Cool. Like, yeah, no cool. Cool reference, bro. Right, but like, right. like, what's he doing there? Where, where did he come from? How did he know about it? Why is he like he? Okay, he wants vengeance because I guess Neo caused him some trouble by, like, and he was like, allowed uh, to escape the purge, like these computers. Well, that well, he uh, presumably is on the run, like, and that's why he's mad. But like, it just felt like okay, and then they do this whole fight sequence, and then then he goes down and he fights the new Agent Smith. <laughs> in a very reminiscent subway fight well, battle. The whole time. And again, like why, why are they fighting? What are they doing? What is the purpose of the battle? They both real, they both know at this point that physical violence doesn't actually really mean anything in the matrix. Like, like it just seemed completely pointless. And I'm just yeah. like, like to your point with the fan service, it's like, okay, we're recreating a scene reminiscent of the first movie for what, for, but, but why? And like, I just felt like that whole part, like, is where I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, skip us ahead to like 
once then we get back to like him actually trying to rescue Trinity and talking to the architect and doing the heist. Like I was fine with all that. I thought that was cool. Again, they're, tr- they're pulling a very reminiscent move from the, th- the second matrix where it's like three ships, three objectives, you know, they're doing this whole thing, but I was fine with all that. But like, it's gotta have like a reason I feel like. And then especially the, just the very end, like, they're all trying to escape and every it's like zombie apocalypse. Everybody's after. And it's like, they make this comment when they go back in and they say, Hey, you know that like everybody in their old crew died except for them. Right. And they're like, yeah, well, it's going to be fine this time. And then like, they have like every human becomes a, a zombie and is trying to kill yeah. them. And They're somehow, bot, right? so. not every, yeah, bot, whatever you want to call it. And like, not one of them comes away. Like, they all get out safely. Like, so I want to comment on that. And I literally have written happening? down, I have yeah. written down aim bot. Okay. So this is aim bot for any gamer that knows. This is like a, a typically illegal or cheating hack that uses the program um, to automatically zone in on a specific character inside a game to hit 100% wherever it wants to hit 100% of the time, right? It's real easy to code. You just code it. Yes, I want to hit this target, and and it'll hit 100% of the time. Like, what bothered me the most was how bad, and I have it written here, aimbot, question mark, as bad as stormtroopers. Like, every they are unloading hundreds of rounds of fully automatic weapons feet away from these people, and they're unable to hit them. And nobody's computer. Yeah, hitting another computer like how do you miss at all every single shot should be a headshot like instantly and it 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 just it bothered me so much and then the last comment i want to make and and sorry sean we're taking up all the time here last comment i want to make is that the agent smith thing wasn't even tied up into a nice bow at the end either like it was completely left open-ended they fight they do the stupid fight that they neither of them could beat each other like always that we've seen a hundred times and then they just depart after Agent Smith gets like kicks the analyst to give Neo time even though they're enemies yeah. and then that's and then that's the last we see of Agent Smith and it's like what the hell just happened? Yeah. That... <laughs> and I asked Sheeny about that and she said, well, you know, if you remember the Oracle in previous ones said that that he's the yin to the yang and their arch nemesis and there's nothing they can do. They're destined to fight each other forever for no reason or any reason at all. And I'm like, okay, I can swallow that orange pill. He, the, I, I'm going to go on them right now and say them. If, if you take the agent Smith character completely out of the movie, it's a better movie for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason for him to be there. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Yep. Like if, if, if you wanted to draw a parallel where like, you know, Neil's having these flashbacks. He's like, is my boss Agent Smith? Like, just because he's kind of <laughs> losing a little bit? Like, that would be cool. But, like, for him actually to then be Agent Smith made it just weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> or even, or even past, um, what was the guy? Who was, what was he, what's the actor's name? Uh, you know, Elrond? Like, who, what's Oh, what's yeah. Uh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, cast Hugo Weaving as his boss, but it's not Agent Smith. <laughs> he's like, being paranoid about it. Like, oh, right, that I'm all on board. Fun. I'm that all on board with really that. Fun. That'd be awesome. Um, Okay, Shy, what tell us where you th- where you Yeah, so like I mean you just guys have touched on a number of things and I'll just like hit on a couple that really bothered me. The scene when he's talking to the analyst and Trinity's there. That bothered me as well. And and honestly, a lot of the later Matrix scenes where they're in a Matrix bothered me in the fact that like Neo has lost his powers. And I I don't remember if they tried to explain it away that he's been taking the blue pill or like why they like that 
that was part of like one thing that bothered me was you know he'd mastered the matrix and 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 there was those even weird illusions where like he even had like powers in real life near the end of the matrix yeah. films right and so i don't know if it had something to do with him dying and resurrecting it's just i wish that there'd been an explanation as to why like and, and like i said maybe they did i uh, maybe I, I glossed over it but like that that really bothered me um the scene with the merovingian that honestly i think that is where i decide i hate came to hate the film and and it's things different than what you guys are talking about or maybe like you guys will agree with this but like the Matrix films for me one of the one of the key points, and we've talked about this a lot. I love martial arts films. I really love fight choreography. Um, that fight scene is probably one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. And I, you know, I've busted on Christopher Nolan recently for his fight choreography scenes and stuff like that. But like that Merovingian fight scene is just horrible. The, the editing is terrible. Like half the time you don't really know what's even going on. Whereas like some of the be- the beauty of a lot of the ma- original Matrix trilogy was there were these kind of wide shots, long cuts. You saw these really intricate choreography and movements. And like after that fight scene, I'm like, why did you even include that? Like, because I almost don't even feel like it was fan service. It was like maybe it was trying to be fan service, but like the fact that it was so poorly done almost made it like a slap in, in the face of fans. It um, felt more like what you said before. They need to pad out the runtime. So let's add a five minute mad brawl here. Or a forty no minute movie. Yeah, like, I don't know. Adding. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I agree with you, Shy. I don't feel like it did. Again, it didn't really. There was no stakes to it right like mm-hmm. in the end if you took it out what would be different in the movie nobody was injured nobody was killed none of those characters who were in the fight other than like the main crew like none of those villains showed up again or caused any trouble or like were gonna be in a position to cause trouble that you had to eliminate them like it was literally pointless to the to yeah. the plot of the film like nothing nothing changed because they, whether they had the fight or not, it would have pres- yeah. like the next scene would have taken place the exact same way with the which, exact same people. Which so, in a story, specifically in a movie that's like you know that you're trying to well, keep tight or expensive to make whatever, you should always any scene you should like balance it along those questions like you're saying. Like, does like, this yeah. scene matter? What, if not, why do we even have it in here? Like, right. you what's know, cut it. About, cutting floor. What's different yeah. about the story if this scene doesn't happen? Yeah, that is literally exactly how I felt when he went back to Io now. When it's because Zion no longer exists, so they're in the new new town called Io, and he gets put in prison. It's like, oh shit, shocking! He's going to prison, <laughs> and then literally thirty seconds later, he's hopping on the yeah. ship and he's out of prison. And it's like, why did you have to say he went to prison in the first place? Like, what is going on? It means literally nothing. You could have just said, okay, why don't you go back to your ship instead of go to prison. Hey, you really don't want to stay here in prison, do you? And then he gets on the <laughs> ship and leaves. It's literally thir- like it was a minute later. And I'm like, what was the point of the whole prison scene? Like, why did he go to prison? Um, a couple other things, just to, and you guys touched on these as well, but just to kind of like put my put my hat in the ring as well. I um, the ending, like the whole like chase at the end, the 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 fight with they call it, like horde mode or what they call it, like activate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it bot mode or horde mode or whatever? Like you're right. Bot. Like the way you said it's zombie apocalypse yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. it felt. It just felt like giving in to like the cultural zeitgeist these days of like everything zombie, everything swarms of zombies. Let's just have a swarm of zombies and like throw it at him. And honestly, it was kind of like morbid. I don't know if that like hit you guys at all, but like it did. them all, them yeah. all like jumping off of buildings and oh, it's like, absolutely. Cra- I mean, Dude, that was, I was like, was, these are fathers. Yeah, sisters, it was brothers. It, it was, was 
pretty dark because I feel like that was one of the cool stakes of the original trilogy was whenever an agent took over someone and it got killed or whatever, you're like, damn, like that person just died. Is that, that was always my assumption. I don't know if you guys ever used to think about that kind of yeah. stuff, but like it felt like a big deal when like they actually manipulated a human life directly in the old Matrix trilogy. And here it's like, well, we're just going to turn, we're going to activate everybody, <laughs> like thousands of people. And it's like, okay. Um, and then I guess just going back to Neo's powers, like at the end when they jump off the building and, and Trinity can fly and they don't really explain why, it just happens. And like, you know, the whole like Neo, like his like push or whatever he did, like it's like this, like he can't really fight or control the Matrix, but he can like push. I, it, hmm, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. So that, that Trinity floating scene holding onto Neo, like was just... I know the, the the new term now that everybody uses for everything is everything's so cringe. Like that was as <laughs> cringe as it got for me. And the dialogue made it worse hmm. because they are literally, they don't, they're, they're going to see if they can fly. Right. So they are literally taking a leap of faith. And I was like, Oh cool. They're taking a leap of faith. They go off. Trinity is able to hold on to Neo and her dialogue is bye. And then she floats off. And I was like, what the heck just, that was probably my least favorite part of the entire movie. Hold on to Neo. They look at each other. It's supposed to be this huge climax, right? It's supposed to be akin to when Neo finally realized he was the one in one and stopped all the bullets, right? That's, that's what it was supposed to be. That's how I interpreted it. So she's holding on to Neo. They're looking up at each other. There's no words exchanged. She looks around. Helicopter comes around with rockets. Bye. And she leaves and they fly off. I was like, that was so, like, just left me wanting so much more. I was so disappointed in that scene. What else, guys? What else? Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, I think we're back to you, Smiley. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, casting. I, I, or go ahead, Smiley. It sounded like you, you no. still had stuff you wanted to talk about. You can talk about casting. What do you want to say about it? I, um, I did not like Lawrence Fishburne's character. Maybe I just didn't that? understand it. I didn't like the acting of it i didn't like the character portrayal of lawrence fishburne um i don't like who I mean, he had you say? become you say, you say lawrence fishburne but like you mean Sorry. morpheus the new morpheus yeah the new morpheus i was like was, was lawrence like fishburne in the movie Sorry. Well, <laughs> well he was he was lawrence fishburne he was, as, was in there he was as a statue right yeah. the original morpheus like right, and i yeah, think yeah. that was the point that like they didn't it's not like Neo and Trinity were kept alive, right? Mm. They had they, and I think this is probably why you didn't like it, man. And I'm just gonna go on a limb here: sure. is that like there's no reason for Morpheus to be alive, right? And so they didn't want to just bring recast. They just didn't want to bring Lawrence Fishburne back and have him somehow be there because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But they also were like, well, we can't have the Matrix without Morpheus. <laughs> So they had to find a way to work that in. So they're like, well, what if we take this idea of Morpheus that Neo has and then like bring him to life and like all this stuff. And so like, it is like a bastardization, right? Like he's not, not, I'm not talking about the physical appearance of the new Morpheus. I'm I'm talking about demeanor and all of that stuff. Like, Mm. like Morpheus was like a freaking class act to me, like just a badass class act. And then this new Morpheus was like the village idiot, like just a clown, like pompous, well, he was, derpy, he was, arrogant. He was a mix, right? He was a mix 
He was like a character that was like a synthesis of Morpheus and Agent Smith is how they described it. So, like, when you take those two characters, if you merge them together, I feel like that's kind of... Why, though? You had an actual Agent Smith. (laughs) Why does he merge with Morpheus, with new Morpheus? Listen, you can... Smart didn't write the script. Why are you asking him? I'm just telling you what they said. Like, that wasn't meant to be, like, purely distilled Morpheus. They said that was, like, Morpheus the Agent or something, like... Either way, yeah, I, I don't get. I don't, like it I don't get that either. Yeah, I did not I, like it. I, I I thought it was not um, becoming of the Morpheus legend, which <laughs> just yeah. it just made me sad. And then the other thing, I, the other characters I didn't like real quickly is the new ragtag group of starfighters, ship star ship pilots, and that whole group and all that crap. The new tank, the new dozer, the new everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is just like what we talked about in. Um, Boba Fett series like it's all these new younger hipster punk rock I get it they're or not not punk but cyberpunk I get it they're trying to they're trying to appeal to a younger audience probably in this fourth episode to start a brand new lineage of Matrix fans and I just I just hated it maybe I'm just old and grumpy but I didn't like them in um Boba Fett and I didn't like them here either can I, um, can I throw out two I'm sorry. So I know you've been waiting, but I know you probably have a lot to say. So just really quickly, I want to throw out two, two casting okay. things I thought they did a good job with. I thought Neil Patrick Harris as the analyst was a great pick. Amazing. Neil Patrick Love Harris it. can play a jerk so well. <laughs> like, it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I, th- I like the new, I like bugs. I don't know. Like I, going back to the idea of if like, if Trinity and Neo hadn't been in this film and it just been like a spinoff, maybe like a new trilogy of the matrix, I think bugs could have been a really cool, like star for that film. And I thought she, I thought I, I came to like her by the end of the film. But, well, I feel like too, like I was going to make this point based on what Van said that like, if Morpheus hadn't been Morpheus, then called him that. I bet. I feel like you probably would have felt better about yeah. it. Right. Like if yeah. he had just been like synthesoid X, who's like helping bugs find Neo, you yep. probably feel like, okay, he's kind of cool. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, maybe he's kind of derpy. Maybe he's trying to figure things out, right? But whatever. Like, you're not trying to put so much on him. But, like, yeah, they. I don't think they did a great job. Not only of trying to have a Morpheus role that wasn't Morpheus but still was. And also explaining it in the terms of the film. Like, there's a couple throwaway lines where they try to be like, you know, you're a mix of Smith and Morpheus and this and that. But, like... Like it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And like when Bugs like hugs him, is like we've been looking for you. Like what? Like <laughs> why would you be looking for him? Like how does anybody know he exists? Like Neo made him on like 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 that part. It, like they never even explain like who's looking for Morpheus. Like Morpheus has been dead for years. Like like do you think he's going to be resurrected like Jesus like the second coming because I didn't know there was a prophecy about that you're jumping ahead to the sequel Smiley number yeah, 5 I, is going to explain why they were looking for Morpheus yeah and I, the other thing I'll say is you know I I think that they de- like part of the reason none of them did die was because that is what they want right they they want the option of doing a spin off without perhaps you know uh Keanu Reeves and, and Carrie Ann Moss and to be able to say, well, you know, what if we do a side movie with the the crew bugs and her crew doing things and like would people be into that? Like, you know, it sounds like Van wouldn't and but like I think that's that was their goal and that's probably why they all survived to the end, because they're trying to build these characters into potential 
you know, you know, they want to market them. And like, everybody wants to be the MCU now, right? Like mm. everybody wants to be able to have a million linked movies because, you know, but like it, if the MCU is taught us anything and perhaps MCU compared to DC has taught us anything is that like, it's not as easy as just like, you know, like everybody wants to do it, but like, it's pretty hard to actually do it right. And like, you really have to get it right. Um, otherwise your movies just suck. So I don't know. Um, if Spider-Man I I, No Way Home taught us anything, right? No. Right. Oh, did you not like Spider-Man? Throw away. I don't, no, never mind. No. I, I guess I don't know what your point was with that. Yeah, like, right. was, is this because it was good? or no, is I was comparing it, it like putting it above MCU potentially. But. Oh, oh, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought Spider-Man No Way Home was yeah. great, but that's yeah. another podcast. It's not Matrix. Uh, not Matrix. Um, yeah. I'm trying to decide, like, I did, I didn't... I, it's not that I didn't like the crew. I didn't have the same reaction as Van. Um, I liked the one chick who like, not the, not bugs, but like the lesser chick who was like, I was inspired by Trinity and I, you know, or whatever. Flat hair. The super yeah. The hair. one with the weird hair. She was yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. She was, I liked her. The others, I like, I'm trying to like, sec? you didn't like sec the new tank. Or, I don't yeah, even remember them. Like, I don't remember it. Like they were short very... for Sequoia. The guy with the freaking <laughs> cybernetic eye. Yeah, oh, come like on. he was like the, the he was like the biggest guy next to Bugs. That, uh, Are you sure, defending him, Van. What what's going on here? That's, that's my point. Is that like I just didn't care about him. Yeah. Like had they yeah, had had too. they all so lived or died, I probably would have just been like, oh, okay, yep. yeah. Like they just weren't that important to me or important to the story. I don't feel like and and you're right. Like they tried to. It was very much of a let's recreate Matrix One and have him wake up and here's my crew, you know, this person, that person, this yeah. person, that person. Yeah. But like it happens so late in the film. And like in, in matrix one, they do all die pretty much right out. Like, I mean, APOC and switch, we get like five minutes with each of them and then they're both dead. So like, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't matter that much, but in this one, they don't die, but like, you still kind of have the same level of attachment. Cause you've had funny that you know APOC with them. and switches. And you don't know who Sec is, who lived through the whole entire thing. Yeah, but I've seen <laughs> like, The Matrix like 600 times. So there's a difference there. And I've had like 15 years with it. So, um, you know, give me 15 years of the Resurrections and maybe I'll know their names if I watch it that many times. Don't do it. Don't do won't. it, Smiley. Probably won't. I, I mean, listen, again, I liked it. I think it was fine. And I... I it was not fine. Say, so, right? I'm changing my initial... <laughs> Okay, My good. My initial response. That's fine. I said it was okay. It's not okay. It's a it's a trash movie. <laughs> I, you know what I liked about it the most, uh, and I'll finish. This will be the, the last ending? point that I that make. End, the uh, credits. <laughs> that it ended. No, that's what you think. I actually like. Call me sentimental, but like, what I I feel like the original trilogy. I'm really invested in the Neo and Trinity love story. Like mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed it. Like following through, like that commitment they have to each other and like everything that they kind of go through like it, it's touching to me i don't know why maybe i think of sarah or whatever no, i like it too like, it tears me great. up yeah, yeah I like, like it too. and like i wanted more of that and like i felt like his search for her and like the fact when they finally kind of come back together even though like i i didn't love the way it all happened like it was kind of cheesy and kind of like i hate that name and like you know punch it you know or whatever she does when she's you know she's like don't call me my name is trinity don't call me Tiffany. you know like okay like again a little bit too much like you have to mirror like 
my name is Neo. Like, you have to mirror everything from the first move. Like, very much, and I think this is what you were getting at with Star Wars when you said this, Van. What was our biggest criticism at episode seven? Was that, like, it's beat for beat episode yeah. four yeah. throughout the goddamn movie. And this is, they did the exact same thing here, right? Like, beat for yep. beat. Like, you can follow along and say, let's draw the line right back to Matrix 1. And that's, um, that's it's insulting to our intelligence in a lot of ways. Like, when it's so obvious. Like, you want a little more subtlety, I think, in a Matrix movie. But I liked... I just I like I liked I liked them coming together. I felt I I was touched by it. I was happy that I got to see more of Neo and Trinity. It was enough for me. Um, I do think the beginning was stronger. I think that this movie could have been forty five minutes shorter and a lot better for it. But I didn't hate it. Yeah, I think um, so that's, that's my final thought on it. Um, <clears throat> I think the final comment I want to make on things that I didn't like was literally the very, very end about like you just mentioned, like beat for beat wh- where, where it ends and what happens. Right. So mm. at the very, very end, they have their powers back, just like Neo had his powers back in one. They mm. proclaim, I can't remember exactly what they said. Like, we're going to wake everybody up or we're going to run the this inter- place. We make the matrix in our image or whatever. Like, yeah, we're going to, yeah. we're going to be the, the, the king and queen of this thing, which was exactly as Neo in episode in, in the, in the first one. Right. And then they fly off and it's like, it wasn't like you, I think the insulting is the right word that you use that like you, you brought us through 12 hours of matrix, right? 10 to 12 hours of matrix to end with literally the same exact place we were when we ended the first time. And maybe that was by design, right? Cause there's been five matrixes before the matrix that we knew. And this is supposed to be the seventh iteration in resurrection. Like we are no place different after watching two, three, and four, than we were at the end of one. And that like pisses me off so much that I spent seven, nine, seven to nine hours watching these films to be in no different of a place yeah. than where we were at the end of one. And that's like my biggest criticism of the, the final, final piece of it. That's fair. I thought you were going to go like full old man Muppets and be like, well, well, I did like one thing, the credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shy. Final thoughts from you. Final um, thoughts. All right, two likes, things. Likes um, or likes or whatever. I want to tell a real life story, actually, of my interactions with a coworker who was I'd it seen a, it. But did it happen in the real life? Or did know, you guys yeah. fly off together? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I saw it the first like weekend I was out, and then like we came back to work like the next week or whatever, and I was talking to a coworker who's a big fan of the Matrix series. He's like, "Oh, did you see Resurrections?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "What do you think?" He's like, "I haven't seen it yet, and I'm trying to figure out if I should go." And I was like. Cause I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to tell him that I didn't like it, but I do like, I, all right. So let me, let me say my, my, maybe my final take is I'm glad I watched it. I am glad I watched it. Cause like if I hadn't watched it, I wouldn't have seen what they considered the next step in the trilogy series. Like I'm glad I saw what is officially matrix canon. Um, but like, so I was like, I told him like, I think you should watch it. I think like it is worth watching. So he apparently went to the theater and paid full price for a theater ticket to go see it in, in the movies. And then, like, the next day, like, on Monday after the weekend, he's like, I can't believe you you told me to go see that film. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't tell you to go to the theater. I just said you should watch. I assumed you were going to wait until it was, like, direct stream or whatever. Or, like, watch HBO Max. He's like, yeah, I hated that film. And I was like, yeah, I didn't like it very much either. But, like, I don't, like, so, like, that. that's, like, my one. I don't know if you guys have had interactions with other people talking about it. But, like, that's my really one interaction was another Matrix fan who, like, 
was very disappointed by it and actually mad that I, I guess, had implied that he should go buy it, buy a movie ticket. But um, I want to just push back on your thing, Smiley, about just a different take on the Trinity Neo romance. And this will be my final thought. Like, as Van and I, I think we're both implying, we both really are invested. I think that's something probably a lot of people were invested in, was the romance. Like, that was kind of like a humanizing element in a very dark, yeah. depressing, kind of like post-apocalyptic story there wasn't a lot to be excited about when the matrix trilogy it was cool but you couldn't get invested except for neo and and, yeah. and trinity and that was really like humanizing element and like Bronson. but I, mean, I guess personally while it didn't have the happiest ending in a third one i thought like if we talk about stakes it felt impactful it felt like trinity going with neo to, to the machine city dying on that journey to get him there and in him sacrificing himself to like fight the machines like that all felt like it had weight in a story that like had been building and like they yeah. sacrificed themselves for humanity and it and they succeeded right like their sacrifices meant something and i just feel like i was okay with that so i mean it was cool seeing him interact again and i, I mean that that romance i mean is, is listen yeah. i'm that's totally a fair take and i think like that's more the argument is like why you shouldn't make matrix four in the first place. Right? Mm, right. And I think I agree with that. Like if they had left it at three and left the story there, I think that's probably the better resting place for yeah. the plot. But if you're going to bring him back, mm -hmm. like I'm glad that she was alive too. Yeah. Like, cause I think we were wondering in the beginning, like, is she real or is she just like a construct that, that like, you know, is, is the matrix using her, like her memory to like mm. make him think like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that like they was able to, and I thought it was cool that like, it was, it was very empowering for her. Right. Like in that, in the plot of the movie, isn't that like, like Neo doesn't save Trinity. Like Trinity right. saves Neo. Trinity kind of breaks free on her own. Like she's given the choice and he even agrees. He's like, if she chooses to go, I can't stop that. Right. And like, like I think that's a very, it's a very cool, like, I don't know, like it's very kind of misogynistic in, in a lot of like movie tropes where the, the hero has to save the girl. And like, she kind of took the reins herself. And I, I did like that aspect of it. Like that they, like you said, at the end, they were kind of equals. Like they were both the superheroes. It wasn't her riding, you know, being saved by him or riding off with him as maybe it happened in the past. Um, It kind of was her chance to take her own, to stand on her own feet. And I thought that was pretty cool. All right. I think I already know the answer to this from, from hearing both of your comments, do you hope this will be the final Matrix movie? That's the uh, question we had pended. We should say that I, it's not even worth the question of the day, isn't it? Because uh, do we all agree? Do we hope this will be the final Matrix movie? I'll, I'll just take it, and we're not going to use it as a question of the day. No. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I, I okay. like. I I certainly don't want to go through another of what I just went through, <laughs> but at the same time, like. I, I just feel like this great injustice has been done to the entire series based off this last four. And it's like, you can't leave it that way. Like there has to be more, there has to be better. And, and that's just me. Hopelessly, so they could, hopelessly they romantic sizing that there's going to be something better. Yeah. The fifth one could come and clean up some of the things that you didn't sure, like. But a little bit I, it's like, I feel like a masochist. I don't want it, but I feel like it's deserved. Like we need to be left in a better position and see a better movie. If you're going to make us go through this again. <laughs> I don't know. Shy alluded to this a little bit. Would you be open to a movie set in the Matrix universe in the Matrix setting that did not involve any of the main characters? So either something with bugs so maybe that's the or just like a, 
Okay, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll revisit that because we are kind of pretty much out of time here. New Morpheus, uh, Matrix Five, <laughs> New Morpheus returns. Bring, bring Lawrence Finsburne back. <laughs> have New Morpheus. Have like old Morpheus kill New Morpheus to take his place and steal his power. I don't know. Zombie, zombie Lawrence got, Finsburne uh, comes back. We got some. We got some like Matrix it. Five pitches to make. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Any final thoughts? I know we did file thoughts, but any quick hits before we wrap this up? No, uh, overall. Anything more? Shy, you didn't get to answer. Sorry. Did you want to see uh, an, another Matrix movie? You hope this is uh, the final Not Matrix necessarily, movie? but I would be potentially if there was like an offshoot, if they'd started a new series, I'd be potentially intrigued. I would say personally, like, I do hope it's the last Matrix movie. I don't really need to see any more. But just because I feel like they're just, everything's, like I said, everything's trying to be the MCU and it doesn't really need to be. Like, you could just stop. Um, but if they did make more, I'd probably watch it because that's that's what's up. All right. Well, if you have opinions on Matrix Resurrection, if you want to tell us why we're so right, so wrong, or things we missed that we didn't rant about, um, we can be reached by various means of communication. We're on Twitter at Focus Target. We're on YouTube. Focus Target Podcast is a channel, and there are many previous episodes and side projects and things that we've done all on our YouTube site. Uh, we stream live on twitch.tv forward slash focus target podcast. And of course, the best way to reach the focus target podcast is via email focus target podcast at gmail.com. So thank you all for being with us here on the focus target podcast episode 112, where we discuss the matrix revolutions. I am your host, Captain Smiley. It's a shy roll. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out. <laughs>